You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hey there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 15. I'm Sasha from sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make them into beautiful yarns. Today, I'm going to talk about sampling. Have you ever gotten to the end of a spinning project and looked at the yarn and thought, meh, or even worse, ugh? Sampling is a great way to avoid being in that situation. And I have been in that situation more times than really I can count. Um, And now I am a pretty persistent sampler, and it really does stand me in good stead. So today I'm going to talk about when I sample, when I don't sample, and exactly how I do it when I do. But first, what are we talking about when we talk about sampling? Sampling in spinning is like swatching in knitting. It's a way to get to know a fiber and see what it wants to be. The same way knitting a swatch with a new yarn allows you to make friends with that yarn and try it with different needles to ensure that you're going to end up with a fiber that you really like. By setting aside a little bit of fiber for sampling, you can ensure that you end up with a yarn that you're happy with. And in the process, you can save yourself lots of time and lots of disappointment. Also, because you'll wash your samples, sampling also allows you to anticipate the ways your yarn will change when you finish it. And finally, sampling lets you choose the spinning method that both produces the yarn that you want and that's most fun for you actually to do. Let me give you an example. So I run a fiber club for Sheep Spot in which every member gets a new breed of wool in every shipment. And one of the perks of the club is that I make a video in which I sample the fiber a bunch of different ways and talk about my results so that club members can have some sense of where to start with the fiber. So the last time I did this, the fiber was a rare breed from the Isle of Man in the UK, uh, a breed called the Manx Lockton. And this fiber was processed as comb top in the UK, and it came from a supplier I really like a lot. Um, And lots of people, when you just hand them comb top, default to a a worsted short forward draw. And indeed, I usually um, start my sampling of any combed fiber with a short forward draw. But when I sat down with um, with my wheel and my fiber and my video camera, And I tried this fiber with short forward draw, and I just got the weirdest inconsistent results. I just could not control my diameter at all, and I couldn't figure out why. So I tried spinning the fiber from the fold, and in the process, I would, you know, sort of 
get to the end, I would fold over the fibers, which seemed to be pretty long. They were like sort of, when I pulled fiber off the end of the top, it was about three and a half, four inches. So um, when I tried spinning it from the fold, I ended up with this handful of short fibers at the end that were more like two inches. And so it turns out that the staple length in this top was much more varied than usual. There were fibers that were close to four inches. There were others that were more like two inches. And this was why I was struggling with the short forward draw. It just was not a fun spinning experience. So I kept experimenting until I figured out the method that both gave me the yarn I liked best and that was the most fun for me to spin. In this case, it was long draw from the fold. The sampling process saved me some really frustrating spinning. So when do I sample? And I don't always sample. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I always sample when I'm working with a breed um, I've never spun before. Or I'm working with a fleece. And I usually do it when I'm working with an unusual breed or a blend that I haven't tried before. So um, in the world of fiber selling, um, there are a few big wholesalers that sell to indie dyers and sell to shops. And some of those wholesalers do huge lots of fiber. And in the most popular fibers, they'll like BFL and Merino, they'll do huge lots. So you can get fairly consistently consistent results because the lots are so big. They last for a long time. You can get that fiber from a bunch of different suppliers um, who all got it from the same wholesaler. And that's a case in which I probably wouldn't sample, you know, uh, regular old Merino top, for example. I have a pretty good idea what that's going to be like. Um, and the same thing for BFL, I would say. But if I come across something that I think is probably was more of a small batch, or if it's exclusive to a particular dyer, or it's a really unusual blend, that's a situation in which I'm going to sample. So when I, I don't sample, when, as I just said, I'm spinning a really common breed or blend, um... I also don't sample when I have a really specific yarn in law in mind and I've chosen the fiber very specifically for that purpose. And I'm pretty confident that I'm going to get fairly close to what I want. And the last situation in which I wouldn't sample is when I'm spinning really just to spin and the process is more important to me than the result. And I spin a lot that way. In this case, I just do what feels easy and fun and figure out what to do with the yarn when it's finished. So let's talk about what I actually do when I sample. So that depends on what kind of fiber preparation is. So if it's a combed preparation, I tend to sample it in uh, about four ways. So I will start with short forward draw which is kind of the obvious choice for a comb prep. 
I usually also try it short forward draw, but letting some twist into the drafting zone. This is one of my kind of default ways to spin. It's really fast and easy for me. I don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, I can get a little bit more of a woolen style yarn, a little bit more air and loft, but I'm not really working against the prep in a self-conscious kind of way. Um, it's just, and, and this really is about the, um, as much about the process for me. It's a very quick way for me to work with a bump of fiber and get to yarn fairly quickly and to not have to pay a whole heck of a lot of, of attention to it. So it's great kind of for Netflix spinning for me. Um, I'll also usually try it short forward draw from the fold and that we're, so we're kind of progressing from the most worsted to the most woolen. Um, and that will give me a more, more loft, more air, um, a fuzzy, usually a fuzzier surface. And then I will often try it also long draw from the fold. Now, when I say a combed prep, I'm really talking about a commercially combed top here. If I'm going to comb fiber myself, hand comb it, then I would definitely be spinning it worsted. I wouldn't go to all the trouble of hand combing it and then mess up the that beautiful preparation by spinning it in a different way. So if it's a carded preparation, I usually try it uh, I usually will try it short forward draw just to see what it's going to give me. Uh, I'll try it short forward draw with twist in the drafting zone and I'll try it long draw. Now there are situations, say if I want to do a particular kind of color management or I am feeling like I have a lot of time on my hands or if I'm not happy with the prep. There are situations when I will actually comb a um, carded preparation if it's very neppy and there's a lot of VM in it and I just am not, I'm just not grooving on the prep. I will actually comb it and spin it from the combs. And I will also sometimes, and usually this for me has more to do with color management than wanting to change the prep so much, but I will sometimes card comb top into Rolex. And again, that's, you know, has to do with, and I, but I wouldn't do that until, um, what I mean is I would sample that way and just see what I got. And uh, there are situations where I've done that with with whole bumps and really enjoyed it. So um, I have so many cats here right now helping me make the podcast that I can't really see my notes. Okay, here we go. So here's my sort of standard um, sampling routine. I sit down with a wheel. I usually do this on my sidekick, which is kind of my go-to wheel and just one bobbin. And if I'm going to be using some prep tools, I'll make sure that I have those close by. I will sit down with maybe 10 grams of fiber, not a whole huge amount. 
And I will just sample, uh, I'll spin it a couple of yards, and then I will make a plying bracelet. Some people call this an Andean plying bracelet. And uh, this is a great way to save yourself a lot of bobbin changing. When you're sampling, you can just spin onto one bobbin, make a plying bracelet, make a quick two-ply sample, and then I will um, mark it so that I can remember what it is. And I usually do that with a Tyvek wristband. And you can order these easily online. I just get the plain white ones. And you can write on them with a Sharpie, wash your yarn, and when you pull your samples, you can wash a lot of samples all at once. And when you pull them out, they will all be nicely labeled and you will know which one is which. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I um, make my plying bracelets, I make my samples, and I'm really making samples. I actually have a tiny little nitty naughty that I use for sampling because I'm making tiny little skeins. So it's really just not, it's not about making a lot of yarn. What it's really about is trying different combinations of preparation and drafting, and then also trying finishing your yarns in the ways that you're planning on finishing them, and then figuring out which one you like best. That's basically the way I do it. I don't usually swatch my samples. I usually just keep them in the form of little skeins. If I were spinning for a sweater or some project that was really where I really wanted a very specific result and I also wanted a particular diameter um, or I needed to match a gauge or something like that, in that situation, I would spin a larger sample, probably on two bobbins. And then I would actually knit a swatch. But normally I don't. I just really make the samples, wash them, and then decide sort of how to proceed from there. Now, I should say that for me, sampling is really about trying different combinations of drafting and fiber preparation. So I don't really fiddle a lot at that stage with twist and I kind of let the diameter take care of itself. So if I wash my samples and I decide, okay, I want to go with, you know, this particular sample, but I want it to have a bit more twist, then when I'm actually starting spinning for real, I will, you know, make a few plyback tests, experiment with different whirls and different treadling rhythms so I can really make sure that I'm, I'm getting the twist where I want it. But I don't really try to work that out in the sampling stage. Uh, so that is my sampling process. And if you never sample, give it a try for your next spinning project and see what information you can glean from the process. I would love to know how it turns out for you. Um, you can always share your results in the Sheepspot community group on Facebook. I'll put a link in the show notes and uh, just ask to join and I will add you. And I usually get to that within 48 hours or so. Or you can tag me on Instagram with the hashtag Sheepspot podcast. And that way I will be sure to see your 
samples. And uh, as I say, I would really, really love to know how it works out for you. So that is it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week.